listening to Crooked News, where we bring you crazy news, hilarious history, and one listener story one time ever. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. There were two. I'm bitter. (laughs) Oh, there were two. I'm sorry. Two listener stories one time ever. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Y'all gotta send us stuff. (laughs) We're still sick. Yes. Because we are recording this right after the episode you heard on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) So we're still sick. Sorry. Hopefully we'll feel better by the time this airs. I hope so, too. If I don't feel better by the time this airs, I'm done. I'm killing myself. (laughs) That's the end. (laughs) I'm going to just walk into traffic. (laughs) Me. That's not funny to joke about. I'm sorry. But that is... I'm starting... I am at that point where I'm starting to feel like this is how life will always be. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you've been sick for a long time and you're just like, okay, so I guess this is just how how, how life is now. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. Oh, fuck. Me, when I realized that I ended up adding Tylenol to my daily fucking routine. Yeah. My back just always hurts. I just (laughs) coughed so hard I peed a little bit. Oh. It's disgusting. Don't look at me. (laughs) I'll just close out your tab. (laughs) Well, do you want to hear something funny? Yes. Okay. I have it'll make me feel less gross. (laughs) Well, I don't know about all that, but (laughs) you won't feel gross. Okay. Anymore. Someone else should feel gross? Yes. Someone else should very much feel gross. Okay. I'm excited. Tell me. I I was cleaning out my phone the other day, and I came across this picture that I had saved Mm -hmm. because I wanted to do this on Crooked News. Okay. And I forgot about it, but it's still recent enough. I'm going to do it. Sweet. So There's no rules. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can. <laughs> this is our show. Yeah. <laughs> no one's so, paying us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we have People one person paying us. <laughs> People are paying us with their yeah. plays. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm going to start and their off. Patri- we, would, we would be paid more if you would go to Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am Shameless. starting us off with a poem. A poem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Roses are re- roses are red. Women are demanding. <gasps> Passenger drops fart so putrid. Pilot is forced to make emergency landing. Oh my god! That is a forced rhyme. If I ever heard one. Oh, you froze. Goodness gracious! Can you see me now? Yeah, yeah, I can okay. see you. <laughs> oh, man. Someone so. farted? Mm-hmm. So bad. What? Okay, that's a not A fight real. broke out. And what? there is a video of people being escorted off the plane due to the fight. Oh, my God. Tell me everything. What happened? So I found this wonderful opinion piece okay. on this. And I'm just going to read it. Okay. So that works. The <laughs> the That's title of here. this one, yeah. <laughs> the title of this one is a plane had to make an emergency landing because a guy wouldn't stop farting. Oh come, no! Come on, on man. Oh on no! This is by Joel Golby. What kind and- of an asshole in an enclosed space? <laughs> oh my god, I hate men. 
Sorry, the, I don't, but I hate this guy. Yeah. <laughs> So, this article originally appeared on Vice UK. Um, I did get it from, like, Vice America, whatever. Okay. So, it is 2018 at the time, and someone's rotten guts have brought a plane to a solid standstill again. <laughs> oh, no. Um, the way that's written, it sounds like the plane stopped in midair. <laughs> Just yes. skirt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when someone's causing trouble in the car on the highway and yes. you pull on stop. <laughs> I will stop this car. <laughs> this keeps happening. In 2015, it happened. The notorious poo plane OG. Oh, you froze. In 2016, it happened when a man on a plane to Paris pissed on another passenger Yay. and started a plane-wide brawl. In 2017, in precious little August, a plane rose from the holy ground of Oklahoma City Airport, but turned right back again and landed because it stank too badly of some unnamed funk. Hey, you're going to have to start over because you froze and I couldn't hear anything you said. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's okay. So, this, this keeps happening. In 2015, it happened. The notorious poo plane OG. Oh, my God. In 2016, it happened when a man on a plane to Paris pissed on another passenger and started a plane-wide brawl. What? (laughs) Yep. And there are links to all of this. (laughs) Oh, my God. So much. Oh, okay. In 2017, in precious little August... A plane rose from the holy ground of Oklahoma City Airport, but turned right back again and landed because it stank too badly of some unnamed funk. Oh, no! And this weekend, when you are when you were just trying to get on with your life, a plane grounded on its way from Dubai to Amsterdam because one of the passengers refused to stop farting. Oh, my God. Let's just quote the actual he news about it. Gas X? What the fuck? Let's just quote the actual news about it, and then we can dive deep into the usage of the word refused in oh, all reporting yeah. of the incident. That's Yeah, that's what I'm hung up on, too. <laughs> An unnamed older gentleman on a Transylvania Airlines plane was forcibly removed from the aircraft after it made an unscheduled stop in Vienna, Austri- Austria. Sorry. Um, according to reports, two men who were sitting next to the person in question asked the man to cease passing wind, something which had allegedly cease been... Cease passing wind, please, sir. <laughs> M- could my, you please? Sir, <laughs> if, if you could please cease passing wind, I would be much obliged. LAUGHTER <laughs> Something which allegedly had been going on for some time. Oh no! Whether the man, whether the man had a medical condition or was just doing it to annoy these those around him is unclear. But it was so bad and smelly that a fight reportedly broke out. Oh no! After warnings from airline staff and even an intervention from the pilot, the plane was forced to land so police could come aboard and deal with the situation. Police? Oh my god. (laughs) Austrian police officers responded to the request by coming aboard with dogs to remove the flatulent individual. With dogs? With dogs. 
Oh footage, my god. Footage the of the flatulent individual. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, footage of the incident was shared on social media by Alfred Decker. Two oh, sisters Lord. in an adjacent row were also removed from the aircraft as part of the fart fartageddon. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Quotes given to the Telegraph about it do rather suggest there was something more going on than some guy aggressively farting in a middle row seat to rile and antagonize the people around him. (laughs) What kind of a sociopath aggressively farts in an enclosed space just to be an asshole? An old man who wants to watch the world burn. (laughs) It's the Joker. He's yes. retired, and this is where he gets his kicks now. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. It was crazy that we were included. We had no idea who these boys were. We just had the bad luck to be in the same row, and we didn't do anything. Oh, no. They did not do anything to justify the bizarre behavior of the Transavia crew, I guess. Sure. That's a weird word. Um. Do they Trans-avia, sometimes? Transavia, I bet. Transavia. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes Trans-avia sense. Transavia flight. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do they sometimes think that all Moroccans cause problems? That's why we do not let it sit. Oh. We had to find our oh, own. Oh, so now it's a race issue. Yeah. We had to find our own flights home with another airline. All I oh, will say sucks. is. Yeah. All I will say is that the crew was really provocative and stirred things up. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that wasn't no. Great. Uh, that's part of it, but um, we're gonna go back to the funnies now. Okay. Um, and this. Do we from find out guy. if he had anything, or was he just being a dick? Huh. Okay. Thank you. Um. Oh, he's as far as we know, he's just being a dick. Um. So this is a quote from the guy who wrote the article. Listen, here are my main takeaways from this. And there are only four of them, so you can sit tight. (laughs) Only four farts. (laughs) I'm not going to aggressively keep farting. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) Oh, my God. I am an aggressive farter. He was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. Number one, I am pretty composed anus-wise. I think I have a pretty composed anus. We have a nice symbiotic relationship, my anus and I, built on a solid foundation of trust. And basically what I'm saying is I very rarely shit or fart unless I actively want to. Oh my god, I have a composed anus as opposed to an aggressive farter. Oh my god. He's like, just tighten your sphincter, old man. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. (laughs) I don't really like passing gas in front of anyone ever, so I will excuse myself to a bathroom to do it if I absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would argue that I am actually pathologically uptight about farting and I should seek therapy and and or medical help. What? (laughs) It's been a fair (laughs) while. It sounds like you're just being considerate. Yeah. It's oh been a Lord. fair while since I shat my pants. I think that if you need to fart oh, up to a very certain <laughs> point, you can suppress that need. You do not need to be farting up a storm on an airplane. 
No. You do if not you need know to be- that you have a fart problem, take a gas egg before you get on your flight. Exactly. You do not need to be <sighs> farting at all on an airplane. If you have farted so many times that the people around you have complained about the farting, then you have <laughs> farted too many times by far. <laughs> That's when you know the line. If you've hit the Dairy Queen, you've gone too far. Yes. <laughs> Number two, equally an exercise. How many times would the person in the middle seat next to you on a plane have to fart before you deemed the call hostess sign and made a complaint? <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> this man will not stop farting. Is there any other seat available? It smells so bad. <laughs> One fart. (laughs) One fart I would have to tolerate. Accidents happen. Yes. Two to three farts. I'm going to, in my head, start to think bad thoughts about the person next to me. (laughs) Unbidden. Get up and take a shit, dude. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Dubai to Amsterdam is just a little over a seven hour flight, and the average human person passes wind 14 times a day or 1.7 times an hour the flight allows for an average fart rate of 12.75 per person per anus but i also think about my own inherent englishness two opposing forces the need to complain that's why he's uptight about he's a shy farter yes (laughs) (laughs) the need to complain and the need to not complain driving against each other like high revving tractors how many farts would i tolerate before i complained (laughs) Farts oh 6 God. through 12 would see me eye-rolling and tutting. If the farts exceed 12, I'm going to think violent thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> think violent thoughts. They lift you into the air. <laughs> but I am I ever going to complain about it to another exist. human? You see so much passing wind. <laughs> <laughs> Is so much so that the flight is landed in Austria. I'm not sure that number of farts even exists. That's insane. <laughs> and Three. what did you eat? <laughs> too many beans. Oh, too many something. <laughs> something maybe that you're intolerant to. Maybe you're lactose intolerant and you ate an entire pint of ice cream before getting on the plane and then... You've decided to give yourself a challenge of holding all the diarrhea in your butt. (laughs) Maybe you like the burning sensation on the inside of your butthole that happens right before diarrhea or a particularly wet fart. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just going to treat everyone to your (laughs) ambiance. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I can't empathize with this man. (laughs) I can't either. I can't justify it. Oh my no. god. You farted so many times that they landed the plane. <laughs> it kicked everyone in your row out. That's what's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Th- they should have been is. able to figure out who it was. It was probably the guy who was ignoring everyone. He is the yes. one who's just reading his book while everyone else is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, looking around aggressively, yeah. like, who the fuck is still farting? And he's just, like, <laughs> reading his yeah. mystery novel or whatever. And while the dogs came on to figure out who was the one that was farting. Seriously? They did. Did they figure it out? Yeah, they did. And they removed him. Well, then why did they kick everyone else off? Because there was a fight. 
Oh, so they were just that's like, right. Okay, so they were like, you can't continue on this flight. I got yeah. It. So number three, I can't I, say that I blame them, but I feel like breathing all of that in in an enclosed space would make anyone behave a little aggressively and go crazy. Exactly. <coughs> number three, I think if someone asked me to stop farting, I would stop farting. I would not refuse to stop farting. <laughs> Can you imagine the intense and burning feeling in your chest when someone, a stranger, asks you to stop farting because you are farting too much? Sir, please cease breaking wind. Cease and desist. I can't do the one that's really bad. Was it? Or whatever. <laughs> do it in your elbow. <laughs> yeah, I have too many sweaters on. <laughs> I can't. Um, sometimes you have to. You say radon is fi- silent but deadly, and then you expect me to not make farting noises with my mouth? What is this? <laughs> Sometimes you have to fart. I appreciate that. But if someone has locked eyes with you and asked you directly, please, sir, you have to stop farting or I will land the plane. (laughs) If the captain had got on the intercom and asked everyone to stop farting, I would stop farting. Oh, my God. He just kept doing it. Oh, my God. I understand farting. I have farted in my life before. I have had incidents when I have wanted to (laughs) fart but chosen not to. If someone asked me to stop farting, I would stop farting so hard. (laughs) I say I would stop farting so hard. My body (laughs) would clench in on itself, wholly inverting, and I would die. Oh, you're going to kill me. (coughs) Oh, we're on his last point. And it's it's a fair one, I believe. Okay. I I think it is time to admit that we, humanity as a whole, are not physiologically designed for air travel. We need to knock this on the head. We keep shitting and fighting and pissing and farting to an absurd degree on it. We go dehydrated... (laughs) Dehydrated and deranged. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, are you okay? Yeah, I'm choking. Uh, I'm gonna need a break after this story. I do too, I need to get my food. (laughs) So I can then get on a plane. I recently flew 12 hours to the west coast of America on one of those so-called airplanes, and I nearly lost my entire mind in doing so. The human mind cannot occupy itself for 12 hours straight before going mad. 
<laughs> Elon Musk recently sent a car into space as some sort of elaborate Bond villain level goof. And all I can think is when I see that spaceman mannequin looked in there is, what if that was a human person? Would they explode themselves to death with the sheer force of their suppressed farts? <laughs> Would they be up there like I was, genuinely enjoying two random episodes of New Girl? <laughs> Would they eat a heavy beef-based meal and feel salty and sick about it for 18 straight hours? Ew! We can barely deal with flying a few thousand feet above the ground. We are not collectively ready for space. The fart man of Austria, Dubai is a warning for mankind and its the future. Fart man. <laughs> Do you want to go fart into man. that great dark frontier? You'll shit yourself madly to death up there. Oh my god, I'm gonna shit myself. That's so funny. Oh my god, that was amazing. That was the best thing I'd ever read in my life. And that is the only crooked news we needed for today because yes, I could not talk it is. that. And I need a break because I am choking and peeing. And I have to I have to go. I'll be right back. That was intense. It was. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, it was so great. I couldn't It not. was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I don't know how I'm going to follow that. Okay. <laughs> wow. I cried. I peed. It was everything. Okay. All right. So let's time travel, shall we? I'm down. I have let's talk about an old trend. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is an uh, an article, of course, for Mental Floss by Jay Serafino. Um, it's called "On Top of the World: Remembering the Lost Trend of Flagpole Sitting." Flagpole sitting. Flagpole sitting. And at the top, there's a picture of a man sitting at the top of a flagpole, reading a newspaper with headphones on. Oh my. His name God. is Alvin and his nickname was uh Shipwreck. Alvin I love it. Shipwreck Kelly sitting on a flagpole atop the Hotel St. Francis in Newark, New Jersey. On top of the hotel. He's at the top of the flagpole. Nope. Just sitting on it. It looks like he's got a bucket on top of the pole and he's sitting on the bucket. On top of a hotel. That makes my stomach flip over. Okay. I, I couldn't do it. Right? No, me neither. Of course not. RIP to him, people. but I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep my butthole shut. And <laughs> I can't sit on a flagpole. Sorry to be different. Oh, I need a long sip of water. Oh, my throat's torn up. Okay. Flappers and bootleggers might be the most memorable aspects. Yep, it's great. It's a good day. Aspects of the 1920s, but there's a lesser known yet no less colorful trend from that decade. Flagpole sitting. From the glamorous hills of Hollywood to the blue-collar dwellings of Union City, New Jersey, this unusual pastime turned eccentric showmen and ordinary people into overnight celebrities. That's why it was a trend. Yes. And that's Bef exactly why things are trends now. Yes. Before like the crushing reality of the Great Depression grounded their climb to stardom. 
It's kind of well, like planking, it seems depressing. like. I uh, know, right? <laughs> the Great Depression can be very depressing. Um, you know flag- what? Huh. Planking happened before the Great Recession. Oh, shit. Sure did. That's funny. That's funny. I just always think of that episode of The Office where Kelly's like planking on top of Michael's cabinet and then you know, Meredith's like on a parking stone. and like, Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. You know? Oh, Lord. It's just so dumb. Okay, flagpole sitting is exactly what it sounds like. But they're not doing it, like, and taking a picture. They're just, like, doing it. You know what I'm saying? I mean... They're just, like, holding a plank pose. (laughs) 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 Kind of like when the guys do parkour. Yes, that's my favorite episode (laughs) intro ever. Hardcore parkour! Hardcore! All right. Plagpole was what I was about to say. (laughs) <laughs> uh, flagpole sitting is exactly what it sounds like. A person climbing on top of a towering pole, usually in the middle of a city, and testing their endurance by sitting atop it for as long as their body holds up. How do? How would you even get up there? Well, we're going to find out. Uh, it began in Hollywood in January 1924 when a former sailor, boxer, steel worker, and stuntman named Alvin... Shipwreck Kelly was hired by a local theater to sit on a pole outside of the building for as long as possible to drum up publicity for a new movie. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. And also, you can't ask people to do that now. (laughs) No. Kelly. I mean, if they're a stunt person. He's an actor. Like, dude clearly needed the money. He has four different titles. (laughs) (laughs) None of which are related to one another. No. It's not like MD, SD, whatever the fuck is after a doctor who's super fancy. Sailor, boxer, steel worker, and stuntman. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, okay. So Kelly, a New York City native whose nickname was supposedly inspired by his dubious claims as a Titanic survivor. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This guy is totally an attention seeker. <laughs> wowed crowds by perching himself on the pole for an astonishing 13 hours and 13 minutes. It's a very oh specific time. The stunt worked. And once it got picked up by the papers, offers started pouring in from more businesses to perform pole sittings. <laughs> Come come and sit. Sorry, that sounds dirty. (laughs) Come sit on my pole, Mr. Kelly. (laughs) That reminds me of a Bill Hader sketch I just saw. What? That reminds me of a Bill Hader sketch from SNL that I just saw. Oh, shit. I I have to send that to you later. I love them too. Yes, do that. Make sure you're talking in the microphone. Make sure you're talking in the microphone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. I know you're eating, but (laughs) don't forget. We have to hear you. Okay. Uh, Kelly was eager to oblige. News of Kelly's exploits spread, and before long, men, women, and children were climbing poles of their own. There was a three-week feat of Bobby Mack, a young woman from Los Angeles. Joe Holdem Powers... His name May. was Holdem, who sat for 16 days in Chicago in 1927. And she couldn't have. Back- huh? 
She couldn't have. Oh, he couldn't have. Joe Perry, he sat for 16 days in Chicago in 1927 and climbed back down with six fewer teeth than he started with after a storm smacked him face first into his pole. Me. That would happen to me. I bet he brought food. I bet he brought food. And then, like, shit down the pole. Nothing that would last for 16 days. You don't know. Peanut butter can get you f- f- going for a while. You don't. Well, it didn't yeah. have to be good food. Shit. Um, and Bill, P- you can have a backpack. And Bill Penfield, who braved a pole for fifty-one days in Strawberry Point, Iowa, before a storm forced him down. Strawberry Point, Iowa. Strawberry Point pole. <laughs> I bet it was a strawberry point when he came down. Ugh. Imagine the farts on that guy. Ugh. All right. In 1928, <laughs> there's just shit everywhere. In 1928, <laughs> a 15-year-old named Avon Foreman of ba- that's a terrible name. Um of Baltimore, oh, you're not supposed to end a name with the same letter. Like, what are you doing? Avon Foreman. No. <laughs> it's too alliterative. Of Baltimore, sorry, (laughs) even established a juvenile sitting record of 10 days, 10 hours, 10 minutes, and 10 seconds. Which is weirdly specific again. (laughs) He practiced on an 18-foot hickory tree in his backyard. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) He had too much spare time. Well, what Um, else did they have to do? Oh, that's fair. I mean, he was 15. (laughs) Go find a girl. Jesus. Uh, or a guy, whatever floats your boat. Um, Foreman's accomplishment was so inspiring to Baltimore Mayor w- William F. Bronig, Browning, Browning, mm-hmm. sure, yep, uh, William, that he <laughs> publicly declared Billiam. that the youngster exhibited quote the pioneer spirit of early America unquote. Sure, he did. I would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing it first. First of all, that's what pioneering means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think sitting on a pole was anything to do with the spirit of early America, which was let's try to fucking survive without eating each other and getting eaten by alive by mosquitoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in this swamp that we've decided to live in. <laughs> Because we didn't look anywhere else before landing the ship. Yes. So, <laughs> there's much better land five miles to the east, but we'll never know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> still, Kelly was w- the one making the big business, a- making a big business out of pole sitting. Even when he wasn't holding the record, he was the ambassador for of the bizarre sport. He toured 28 cities. It's now an Olympic sport. Yes. Attracting <laughs> massive... He went on tour. Attracting <laughs> massive crowds that jammed streets and lined rooftops just to get a glimpse of the daredevil poking about among the apartment buildings and businesses of downtown USA. Poking. Poking with his pole... <laughs> In Strawberry Point. <laughs> um, Kelly's notable fear f- fears. Clearly he had none. Kelly's notable <laughs> feats included an 80-hour sit-in in New Orleans and the 146 hours he spent high above Kansas City's Old Westgate Hotel. That's the one that's on the picture of the article, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Um, 
that's too high. That means he was on top of a building, on top of a pole, on top of a building. <laughs> like, that's too high. He was double high. No. Nope. Um, no, thanks. Oh, God. He it had two makes my stomach flip. But <laughs> even those who were overshadowed by his largest scale stunts, 312 hours on top of Newark State Francis Hotel in 1927, 22 days on a pole above a dance marathon, whatever the fuck that is, another endurance fad of the time. Oh, dance marathons was another endurance fad. We'll have to do <laughs> one about that. Yeah. Because um, endurance fads were big in the 20s. Um, in Madison Square Garden. So that was the 22 days on the pole above a dance marathon in Madison Square Garden. Uh, mm-hmm. 23 And 23 days in 1929 in Baltimore's Carlin's, Par- Baltimore's Carlin's Park. Sure. On a pole <laughs> that was 60 feet high. That's too high. Wow. By Kelly's own calculation, he spent around two... <laughs> 20,613 hours pole sitting during a career that lasted over a decade. Jesus. How was his butt feeling? I bet he couldn't I bet he couldn't control his farts. No. How many times did your bucket break and a pole jab you in the ass and that became the end of your sit? Ow. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Youch. Yep. His peak came... He's like, oh, shit! (laughs) (coughs) His peak came in 1930 when he lasted 49 days and one hour on a 225-foot pole on Atlantic City's Steel Pier. Oh, my God. The peak was witnessed by as many as 20,000 onlookers during the weeks he spent on top becoming one of the first of many spectacles that would grace the pier in the 1930s. He'd eventually be followed by acts like Rex, the water skiing wonder dog, Jojo, the boxing kangaroo, and the city's infamous diving horse routine. I don't like the horse one. Because it sounds like it hurt the horse. Oh, I don't know uh, anything about it. I like the others. We can find out later. But everything else is just like adorable animals and then like a dude who spent two months on a pole <laughs> like just sitting there I'm sitting exposed to the elements oh god surely he brought a book like what are you doing up there oh that's terrifying estimates of kelly's fees range from a hundred to five hundred dollars a day throughout oh. his career Paid by whatever outlet needed the publicity and sometimes by crowds who spent a quarter to get a view of his act from nearby hotel rooftops. So people were renting off roofs roofs so that people could go and look at him sit there. Well, when the rents do, the rents do. down the pole and eat a peanut butter (laughs) sandwich and wonder what he's done with his life and what brought him here. (laughs) Oh, goodness. It's like the eclipse. They're renting off plots of land to watch it. Oh, my God. Oh, goodness. And what did those onlookers see exactly? Here we go. A man on a circular padded seat high above the rabble, sometimes reading the paper, other times enjoying a shave. Why are you bothering to shave? I don't know. Like, like I, I, okay, I get bringing stuff up there with you, but I would think that the backpack would throw off your balance or something. Something. 
For food, he'd stick mainly to a liquid diet of broth and water, along with cigarette. Oh, so he didn't have to shit. Yeah. Uh, along with cigarettes, all of which were lifted up to him in a bucket. Oh, cigarettes, broth, and water. It sounds healthy. <laughs> months. <laughs> when he needed to sleep, he'd stay seated by wrapping his ankles around the pole and securing his thumbs into holes in his seat before nodding off. That's if he rested at all. He was also known to deprive himself of sleep on the pole for as long as four days. That's Mm. so fucking dangerous. That's too dangerous. That's too much. Oh my god, you start to hallucinate after like losing sleep for one day. Yeah. I start to hallucinate when I'm tired from driving. Like, (laughs) oh my god. If Nightmare on Elm Street was ever real, I would immediately be dead. Okay, so, as, quote... As Shipwreck Kelly analyzed it, it was the stock market crash that killed pole sitting as the golden egg that paid the goose, unquote. A writer for the Evening Sun in Baltimore put it in 1944. Yeah. Quote, people couldn't stand to see anything higher than their busted securities, unquote. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly's personal story ends on a similarly somber note. Did he fucking fall? Please tell me he fell. No, he didn't fall. Fuck. Penniless and stripped <laughs> penniless and stripped of his daredevil veneer. He died of a heart attack in 1952 at the age of 59. His body found not far from the room he rented on West 51st Street in New York City. Oh. Underneath his arm at the time of his death was a scrapbook of newspaper clippings detailing his accomplishments as a once champion flagpole sitter. That's sad. That's depressing. Though flagpole sitting has fallen out of the public eye since the Depression, it has occasionally shown faint signs of life. In 1963, 17-year-old Alabama native Peggy Townsend cruised past all of Kelly's highest marks by spending 217 days on a pole for a radio contest. Oh, wow. 217 days. That's almost a year. Yeah. What was that like? You can't whip your dick out, honey. Like, <laughs> well, you want okay. them concert tickets bad enough. Why? Well, huh? I said you want them concert tickets bad enough. Like, I know, right? Um, that time was later beaten by Kenneth Gidge. Great name. Who topped her at 240 days, 248 days in 1971 before becoming an artist, inventor, and New Hampshire state representative later in life. That's almost a year. Yeah. days? That's a long, that's a hundred, that's like a hundred days short. That's insane. That's insane. What yeah. are you doing with your life? How are <laughs> you sitting on top of a pole for all, for like over half a year? What what the fuck? Okay. You, you, you no. no. I that's a hoax. Absolutely not. Today <laughs> it's a hoax. They were secretly coming down. Yeah. Uh, today it's a hoax. the occasional pole sitter still pops up in the news, though they're now most likely perched for protests or as living art installations. Regardless of the purpose behind it, it's unlikely that a person atop a flagpole will ever attract a, attract I can't enunciate today for some reason. 
uh, that a person atop a flagpole will ever attract a sea of thousands of onlookers ever again. Because people have way more entertaining things to look at than a dude sitting on a pole. Yeah. Pissing. <laughs> and the days when a man like Kelly could become a, a household name and dub himself the quote unquote luckiest fool on earth seem long gone. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. <laughs> this is what happens when people have nothing to fucking do. The good old days. <laughs> this Am is right? why we all have phones now. So we don't do shit like this. Seriously. <laughs> this is crazy. It's doing the absolute most. So nuts. Oh, babies. Sorry, there's a video that just popped up of border collies herding a bear into a into a place where it won't encounter humans. They're hurting Aww. him. So that so that he won't be shot. That's awesome. Sweet babies. Sweet okay, sorry, that was super distracting and a tangent, but that was really cool. Okay. okay. So yeah. Dude's dude's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that's oh, wow. God. It's, well, it's thank a you hoax. Guys. Videos or it didn't happen. Okay, please. It was the forties. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <coughs> Can't prove nothing. I'm sure somebody had to be there to monitor to make sure it was real. <laughs> um. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. This was amazing. <laughs> I don't think my my act followed K's very well, but you know it is what it is. Um, you did a good job with yours. <laughs> well, that you. was interesting. Oh, I think it was crazy. Yeah, it was. Oh man! Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you Monday, and remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.